guys, welcome to another episode of Black Girls Talk, where we talk about a lot of things. Sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't, but they're always entertaining. We're your hosts, Corral and Emily Rose, and today we're going to be talking about femininity in black women. So, Emily, what's been your experience with the whole feminine movement in general? Ooh. Um, okay, so I think that femininity hasn't really been my thing for a long time, just because, number one, I'm an e-girl. Number two, <laughs> I'm tall. <laughs> number two, I'm tall, right? So, mm-hmm. and I'm not, like, thin. So femininity is typically, like, typically, typically associated with, like, you know, petite women, mm-hmm. small women, skinny women, right? And that's not me so like you associate femininity with like dainty jewelry wearing light dresses like yeah so those are the kind of things that you associate femininity with and I have just never really felt comfortable being that way just because like my stature doesn't necessarily match that of someone who is supposed to be considered traditionally feminine and so for the longest time I considered myself like a quote-unquote tomboy especially because I have two brothers right Mm. so I didn't really have I didn't really grow up with girls like that so I never really had like a feminine energy about me I've always had a lot of guy friends it's I don't want to be that person ew (laughs) (laughs) so like I don't know so much drama yeah girls are just so dramatic and that's why I only have male friends no no no, that's not true I have female friends it's just that like I've never really considered myself feminine up until a few months ago when I started like consciously trying to make the effort to be more feminine so like to wear more dresses or mm. to like wear daintier jewelry or to like carry myself a certain way but before that I think I was really like I had a lot of well I think I still have a lot of masculine energy this is like a side note but I don't think I think femininity is two things one it's like an innate thing and it's also the way you present yourself because mm. some people are like masculine like have masculine energy but they present as feminine you know what I mean yeah I actually wanted to talk about that um, because there is the concept of masculine versus feminine energy and then masculine versus feminine aesthetics that I've learned. Like I've been looking into it um, in the past year, the concept of like masculine and feminine energies, which are associated to certain traits. So there's like feminine energy that's more creativity, intuition, feelings, and then there's masculine energy that's more assertiveness, um, leadership and whatnot. And then there's the feminine and masculine aesthetics, which is more the way you look, the way you hold yourself, the way you talk. And just the way you present yourself outwardly um, and, well, usually in an attempt to reach a certain goal, whether it's getting a man, having money, having access to certain spaces, social spaces, or being seen a certain way. But they're very different in the sense that feminine and masculine energies are known or thought to coexist within everyone in a certain type of way. So everyone has a certain amount of masculine feminine energy. And that makes sense because like you can't be a whole ass person with no emotions or you can't be (laughs) a whole person that just can't assert themselves at all. Like you need a bit of everything and it's very useful to have everything. Whereas the feminine and masculine aesthetics are more just about like how you look or how you how you portray yourself, which is very different. You know, you can do it, but it's very different. And it's not this it's not at all the same thing. But what I've been seeing a lot is that feminine channels are these channels that promote femininity and especially in black women, they make it seem like it's the same thing. 
they yeah. make it seem like the way you dress is the same thing as being like as having a lot of intuition and it's not yeah like i think that's the problem when it comes to targeting black women in particular because most of i don't i'm not white so i don't know if you know the rise of like femininity is a thing in like white online spaces hmm. um because i don't frequent those but <laughs> <laughs> um but when you see a lot of these, you know, femininity channels talk about what it means to be feminine, it's often aesthetic, yeah. right? It's often, oh, you need to wear, you know, wear more pink, you know, do your hair this way, wear this type of clothes, right? And it's hardly ever actually transformative advice that can, like, alter oneself. Yeah. And I think that is where it comes, like, to unfairly target black women, right? So it's like, oh, so to say that because you don't wear this, you're not a feminine person, mm-hmm. right? It targets especially um, lower class black people because yeah. they might not necessarily have the money to afford all of these aesthetic procedures that are associated with femininity despite maybe having the traits of what is considered to be a feminine woman. So maybe that they're tender and they're caring and they're loving, but that doesn't matter though because if you know you don't present yourself in a certain way, then you're automatically not feminine. And I think they idolize certain people like so for example Saweetie right Saweetie Mm. is beautiful she is gorgeous right but then if you hear her speak and if you listen to her music and if you see her actions she is not quote-unquote feminine right in the traditional sense but because she is pretty you know traditionally pretty no one ever uses Saweetie as an example of why the black community is failing and why you know black women can't keep men and all of these things despite her having a lot of masculine energy right so it's like if you hate black women just say that like and i actually it's actually an interesting point because as we all know well i mean if you've been on feminine channels for five <laughs> minutes you'll know that they recycle the same pictures of cardi b that same picture of queen latifah i don't know it's it's in a movie <laughs> she's sitting in a chair smoking in a track suit those same <laughs> pictures over and over again to show just how you're going to be doomed to being lonely for the rest of your life or a clip of insecure when um like at the beginning when um isa was being like used by her man and whatever Mm -hmm. and she was like with a bummy man yeah those same clips over and over again to show like the horrors of being a masculine woman or woman with more masculine traits or a woman that doesn't um try to fit the mold of what is considered to be the feminine woman which is a lot of times superficial as we just said and the purpose of it a lot of times is to get some attention from men a lot of times like men women too but mostly men is what i've noticed from the feminine aesthetic and i think that's where it goes wrong because femininity to me should be about wanting to be more of yourself wanting to tap into Mm -hmm. things that you think are important to tap into wanting to actually make change in the person that you are internally so that outwardly you present yourself in a way that feels more authentic to you versus just trying to inspire a man to change your tire at the side (laughs) of the road you know like oh yeah i'm just super cute so if my my car has a flat tire any man's gonna want to pull over mm-hmm. or any man one call it's gonna want to open um the door for me or i'm never gonna pay for my own meals like why is the prize men when it comes to these sorts of things like the movement it was it started out so well you know it started <laughs> out so great it was doing such a great thing and then it ended with well we need to make sure that men see us this way we need to make mm-hmm. sure that men know that um we're not to be played with, that men take us seriously, that men don't make us go through all the other stuff they're making all these other black women go through. It's mostly about distancing themselves from these yeah. labels that have been given to black women, the ratchet, the ghetto, the loud. Yeah. Wanting I'm to not distance like other themselves. girls. Yes, wanting to distance themselves from these labels so bad because they think they can run away from their own massage noir. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's really interesting to see the... Because in within feminine spaces, it's always like, oh, like girls, like we need to do these things and we'll feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And then it will also make the men in our lives feel this way. But it's like, are you doing it because you want to do it? Or are you doing it because you think it's going to get the specific reaction exactly from the people around you? And I'm like, I think that, as you said, it kind of stems from this like self-hatred. Mm-hmm. of kind of yourself or your environment because I realize like a lot of people when they talk or people a lot of black women when they make their femininity channels it always seems to come from a place of guys I grew up like this and I saw it and you don't want that yeah. you don't want to end up without a man yeah. you don't want to be a single baby mama you don't want to be this 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 so in order to prevent those things from happening to you in order to as you said kind of you know not become a statistic not become a stereotype you need to follow all of these rules and the thing is that the very interesting thing about that is all of those rules typically come from like a eurocentric standpoint yeah um so all of the rules about femininity about being you know small and about having your hair a certain way and not wearing bonnets because apparently you know bonnets <laughs> are you know the, bonnets push us back 30 years. They set black women back. You know, if you wear a bonnet in public, you know, you're just an embarrassment to the race in it. Like, all of these things kind of sort of seem like ways... It's respectability politics. It. Yeah. It's just respectability politics. Exactly. Especially the bonnet thing. That but, really hmm. pisses me off because it's... the. It's your way of protecting your hair. And especially most of the time when people criticize bonnets, it's people choosing not to mind their business, choosing to be in someone else's business to go tell them how they should be dressing, how they should be acting. It's people usually, it's usually those pictures of, oh, women wearing bonnets at the airport. What do you think? Who, are, like, why are you so invested especially... in other people's business? And that's what I hate about these feminine, well, that's not the main thing that I hate, but one of the things that I don't like a lot is the fact that femininity, like the concept of femininity is like, wanting to save black women from themselves mm-hmm. almost like yeah. always wanting to tell black women how they should be acting what they should do how to save yourself even black women that have shown no interest in actually like subscribing to this movement are told what to do leave me alone and i didn't I, ask you know? i despise also the monitoring of things in like spaces that are supposed to be comfort like made for comfort like yeah. you're at an airport you're about to be on a flight for what 14 hours why would i not be in a why would I not be in pajamas? Like, exactly. you're, like, on the thing, like, I seen someone tweet about, like, the Love Island thing, about, yeah, you meet a man for a first time, you need to slowly introduce him to you wearing a bonnet. Are you oh insane? Oh my gosh. I'm going to bed. Like, like how exactly. can you have sex with that? Like, you, this man has seen your vagina, but he can't see you in a bonnet? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, I just think that so much of the modern femininity movement has things so backwards. Like, I think that instead of focusing on the outward appearance of femininity, those specific people who care about femininity so much need to be focusing about the breeding of femininity, like, inwards, you yeah. know, like, about actual characteristics that make someone a feminine person and not just, oh, wear skirts, wear dresses, wear heels, and, like, you'll and find the man of that. your life. And not even that. 
having traits that serve the individual, not just having traits mm-hmm. that will serve a man in the future, not just caring for your community, being a good cook, being clean, being, I mean, yeah, obviously all those things are important <laughs> to you as an individual, but when you're trying to do all those things in hopes of being able to get a man, first of all, I think that there's a lot, there's like a very big conversation to be had about the whole concept of femininity and hypergamy and the way mm. we've, um, not we, not me, but the way <laughs> like these feminine channels have convinced us that if you act a certain way, you will get a certain man. If you act mm. like, if you dress a certain way, if you dress like in this classy, bougie type sense, you know, if you wear your makeup a certain way, if you wear your hair a certain way, you're going to please every single man, every single, well, black man. You're going to please every single black man and every single high value black man is going to want you because you have these traits or you dress this way and you're going to have deserved him because you're going to have changed yourself and molded yourself to deserve someone that is good for you versus the masculine woman who is just going to end up with a bum because she does everything or she takes too much charge or she takes up too much space in the relationship so she's going to end up doing all the work or she's going to end up being miserable or she's going to end up being this angry jealous person that's just watching you succeed from the sidelines and regretting all her regretting all her life choices that's where like the that that little pivotal it's either you're feminine or you die unhappy Mm. thing like that the pivot that it took is just very to me very frightening but not like to bash the movement too much because like i think i think the feminine movement is important or could be important because i think that for the longest time black women were not allowed to be feminine Mm -hmm. um because you know like black women like the black family has been you know kind of in America, at least, has kind of been destroyed by the government, you know, sending black, disproportionately sending black men, you know, to jail um, and things of that nature. You know, families have been disrupted. Black mm-hmm. women kind of had to take over, you know, both roles in the household in that kind of um, normative sense. Yeah. So black women weren't really allowed to be feminine. They weren't allowed to kind of just chill in their femininity, you know, and be cute and like have things come to them. Like, no, like they had to go out and work because they were single mothers. Mm -hmm. They had to go out and do all of these things, learn how to change car tires, learn how to do all of these quote unquote masculine things. And then they passed it down. And then now men are saying, oh, you know, all the women out here, they're so, you know, they're built like men. Oh, they're so masculine. Like there are no feminine women left. It's like, okay, well, maybe. Right. (laughs) If men behaved like quote-unquote masculine men maybe more women would be able to be behave femininely like i think as you said at the beginning that femininity and masculinity live or reside within everybody and i think that specific circumstances brings out more or less in a specific person so if you're in a context with a man a bum ass nigga he's not doing anything (laughs) right obviously you're gonna have to be more quote-unquote masculine because you're gonna have to be like providing more because no one else is gonna do it but if you're with like a high value man, whatever, whatever, um, and or you're living like a comfortable life, like say you're from like a well-off family, right? You can be, it's easier for you to be feminine because like you don't have to do as much. I'm not saying that feminine people don't do anything, but you, you know, like. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, I want to make two comments. So the first one about um, feminine women 
um, are women being able to rest in their femininity when they're given the space to do so I think it's very true because you'll notice like when you go to school versus when you're at home you're going to be a different person right you're going to be maybe you're going to be maybe have your guard up a bit more I don't know I don't know how people act when they're in different spaces but like spaces like work might demand that you act a bit harder that you be a bit more competitive that you have your guard up a bit more that you not be um, that you not let yourself be as vulnerable in that space whereas at home where you feel more comfortable hopefully you have more space to express yourself in those ways or to let go of the pressure of having to hold the world on your shoulders which is something that we often face as black women in society I do believe that um, fed the feminine movement gives space to black women to finally be like oh here I am letting people do things for me here i am mm -hmm. letting people um take charge of certain things instead of constantly having to do everything myself instead of constantly having to take on every single task here i am letting someone like letting someone let me breathe you know mm -hmm. because i feel like um and this is more my experience as like having the strong black woman label it's really hard to let other people take some charge of anything mm -hmm. because you're so used to doing everything yourself and you're so used to things working out when you do them yourself that letting someone else take up that space is very very grueling like it's very hard like it gives you no peace of mind so the whole aspect of the feminine like the feminine movement telling black women hey calm down you deserve rest you know you deserve to feel like you will be taken care of you deserve to mm -hmm. feel this way that is great but telling black women that they're doomed <laughs> yeah but they're doing they for sadness to to that. that's where that's where i'm a bit iffy but and my second comment is high value men um high value men there are various definitions that are given for high value men but the most popular definition which is kevin samuel's definition does not include <laughs> good character so oftentimes when we talk about high value men i don't include them in this conversation because high value a high value man according to kevin samuels is mostly someone who has money and looks good doing it so that's not that doesn't really include being there for your partner that doesn't really include uh, being a good person being someone that can actually lift that weight off your partner's shoulders because yes you can make money but you can be a dick while you're making money <laughs> you know you can be an asshole you can be a cheater you can be like kevin samuels literally tells women that they need to constantly compete for their partners because if your partner's a high value man you know you're gonna have competition that doesn't sound like rusting to me <laughs> you know that sounds like constant stress constantly having to keep up i'm not gonna say what the jones is because apparently that makes me old but <laughs> constantly having to keep up with these expectations i do think that um Although the feminine aesthetic and the manosphere, which is like the Kevin Samuels corner, they seem to go hand in hand. I think in a lot of ways they actually would not like they seem to go hand in hand because like they're both like really annoying kind of. But <laughs> they actually I actually don't think they have as much in common as they would like. Like they give a lot of responsibility to each other. And I mean, I mean, the feminine movement does actually give itself some responsibility in terms of taking care of your man, being your man's peace. But like the Kevin Samuels movement actually does not give men that much responsibility in terms of like being there for your partner and the roles that a man can take on in that little space. I also think that like one of the biggest downfalls of the femininity movement is that it doesn't really allow for plurality. It's kind of like an all or nothing thing. It's either yep. you are a feminine woman or you're a masculine woman. There's no in between, right? Yeah. There doesn't really allow for space to be like, okay, well, I have these, these, these traits, yeah. but maybe I don't like wearing dresses or I don't want to wear heels all the time. Or, or I'm maybe dainty jewelry thing. isn't my thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't really allow for the cultivation of things outside of this very narrow box. Yeah. Which I think can be really damaging, um, especially to black women, a group who has already been told for so long 
what boxes they should and should not tick like femininity for black women like the way it's marketed it's supposed to be this like revolutionary thing but actually it's just like another box for black women to be trapped in like it doesn't give black women the room to be the people they want to be it simply makes them into the people that the white man thinks we should be exactly and i think that like that's not revolutionary like black women who do the femininity thing kind of talk as though they're you know creating this whole new thing right as though you know women have never been asked to be submissive as though women (laughs) have never been asked to you know to stay home cook clean and be cute you know as women have never been demanded to be a specific size or have their hair a specific way Mm -hmm. or you know wear specific clothing like it's been done like you're not advancing black women by simply trying to submit that or not submit them but you know have them shame them into having these graded, graded by the same characteristics exactly. that white women are like that doesn't do anything for us like exactly okay black women are now feminine and what like what does that advance like what does mm-hmm. that do for the like i what guess does that actually do i mean like, I guess that makes us, you know, more, what's it called, palatable for the white man, you know. But so if we're not, if we're not, quote unquote, ghetto and loud and this and that, like if we're feminine, then we get the same treatment as white women. But then again, how good are white women treated by white men? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But sure. even then, like, it's like we've convinced ourselves that the white man is going to love me authentically as a person that I am if I do A, B, C, D. You know, if I do ABCD, he's going to it's going to open the door to having that acceptance or I mean, sometimes it's a black man because some black men <laughs> let's be out here acting like white men. But it's going to give me that opening to walk through that door and then they're going to accept me as I am, however it is that I am. You know, like if I dress nice, if I act this way, if I bat my eyelashes, you know, he's going to let me in. And then later on, I can reveal the person that I am and he's going to love all of it. That's not how that works, though. You know, exactly. you're playing that role. Continue playing that role. You're going to be exactly. playing that role on your deathbed. It's not for like... entire, like... You... Your... There's no space for... If that's the person that that man wants, there is no space for you to be you. Mm. That's the whole point of it. But now I want to talk about um, hypergamy and how that relates to the feminine aesthetic. So for a bit of context, the feminine aesthetic, they love to talk about being able to get a man, but they also... Like, but not any man, of course. Not just <laughs> any bummy man. They love to talk about being able to get a man who makes a lot of money a man mm. who will pay for you a man who will never let you walk on the ground a man who Period. will have carpets rolled yes, out for sir. you everywhere you go you know that's the type of man and that man needs that's to have some want. cash you know that man needs to have some cash he can't be broke so never ever so that's the kind of relationship that they love that's the kind of you know dynamic that they love to um, promote and what i find very interesting about that sort of thing is that just like um, the manosphere, they also promote not looking like you work too much, you know, because if you look like you work too much, then you're masculine. You can't be looking like you're out here breaking a sweat every day at your nine to five. Like you need to look as if you spend your days sitting at fancy hotels and existing and men just come pull over, give you all your money. And that's how you pay rent. That's how you're meant to look according to these feminine channels. And I find that very peculiar because it's like, how are we as normal people working nine to fives who aren't supposed to look like we work nine to fives, of course? How are we supposed to enter these spaces in the first place? Especially as black women, how are we supposed to enter the spaces in which rich, rich, single people, people who want to date significantly below them financially, people who want to date black women, you know, 
yeah, people who want to date black women, what is the likelihood that we're going to be immersed in that space or we're going to find that space in the first place? I've actually watched like videos on that, like where to meet like rich men, like if you're not, and people are like, yeah, just like go jogging in like the financial district and like go to like expensive bars. I'm like, okay, like that's good and well, but it's like, I don't have the money to be in those places. Like I really don't like have the access. So I feel like the movement, like, as I said at the beginning, the femininity movement is like, it's classist, right? The entire you know, principles rest on the ability to be able to achieve a certain appearance, but that appearance can't necessarily be achieved without a certain income, right? Because Mm -hmm. if, like, what's it called? Beauty store, or, yeah, beauty store chic or whatever isn't, quote-unquote, feminine. It's ghetto, right? That That's not the type of beauty they want. They don't want, um, you know, the, like, typical black girl fat. Like, that's not what they want. They want expensive. They want brand names that people Mm -hmm. that not everybody can afford right and it's so and it's like when you're talking to a marginalized group where most people don't have the money to buy all of these things and it's not and like being feminine like in a physical sense is impractical i'm just gonna say it like i'm so sorry wearing dresses every day is not (laughs) functional like you can't tell me that you're actually going to like it's just not especially if you live like we live in canada like it's cold like (laughs) wearing like heel like boots with like heels on them wearing these like fancy like scarves and coats that are like okay cool like that might look nice but it's like when you touch some snow it's done Like, like i just don't think the femininity movement is just so funny to me because it like it requires a very specific set of criteria for Mm -hmm. it to actually work so it's like okay you have to be in a big city you have to have you know a certain type of occupation you have to have what's it called because if you work a lot the feminine the femininity movement isn't really for you because you don't really even have time to be socializing with all of these bachelors you know if you have like if you're a high-powered ceo something is the femininity movement for you like and it's just so she, many and that's specifics. And that's the thing. The femininity movement is um, the whole, like, the femininity movement, they don't promote you having a high power job. They don't promote you having a kind of, like, just having a life in which you take on a lot of leadership roles. They don't necessarily promote that. They want you to be, like, you know, maybe to be those roles that women are known to have, like a nurse or a teacher. Just being able to, being able to live out your femininity in every aspect of your life. Mm. And I think that, in general, the whole concept of, like... Just the whole concept of keeping up with that sort of lifestyle is very, to me, very expensive and very useless. Like it's unless very... it's it's very useless because I read this one, um, this one testimonial when this girl was talking about how much better she feels because she's um, a flight attendant and she feels so much better now that she only checks into luxury hotels whenever she goes places. She never checks into like a whole, a normal like everyday like the Elgin or Holiday Inn or whatever. <laughs> no, she checks into like the the top dollar hotels only. And to me, it was just like, okay, that's great, happy for you, but you're single. You know, like you're spending all that money and you're single. It just seems to me like, like, I don't know, it just seems very useless to me to be spending all that money. And don't these men who are watching these women showing up at bars, don't they see through it? Don't they know that those women are broke? Not broke necessarily, but compared to them, broke. Exactly. Like, I feel like people with money can always tell 
when someone like doesn't have it and like that doesn't mean you're poor but it's like you can tell when someone is like and you can fake it obviously but like there's always going to be like a certain behavior a certain trait a certain tick that like lets people see through it and so as you were saying you can literally like imagine you do all of this femininity stuff to transform your identity completely to someone that you don't even recognize and you still end up single like that's so embarrassing because you're gonna tell me that every single woman on the planet who doesn't have a husband is because she's masculine like no exactly and you're gonna tell me that every single woman who practices this cookie cutter way like every like there are hundreds of thousands of women watching that same video as you Exactly. what makes it so that you're gonna be the one that's successful in finding a husband who's like who just wants you you know like you could be like 20 women at that same exact bar trying to get those rich men like it's not a new trick or technique it's not something that someone came up with and it's the secret everyone knows it's available to everyone so what it what makes you the special case and when it comes to massage noir like how many of these rich men okay most of these rich men are white yep okay how many of these rich men are dating black women how many like how many of these rich white men are dating black women you know like realistically it's impossible to think that femininity will be the you know hail mary the savior of all black women you know the second that black women decide to conform to feminine um femininity then automatically oh hey you know people stop calling us monkeys and people will stop (laughs) like you know like brutalizing us and people like no they're gonna like i'm so sorry like still like sure you're gonna wear a wig and you're gonna have the lace front but like people are gonna still still gonna call you bald-headed when they get mad at you but here's the thing i'm so sorry some depending on the feminine channel that you watch they crucify certain practices so you might go on one feminine channel they'll tell you natural hair is it you might go on another feminine channel they'll tell you if you have your natural hair out fuck you bitch like (laughs) looking ass like no it's and you can't there's no way there's no way to please everyone first of all like i don't know rich people like that but i would assume that a rich person wants a human being and not just like i mean i don't know like i would assume (laughs) i mean i'm saying rich but what they define as rich is like earning 100k you know and although that's not easy that's something an everyday person is capable of doing it's something everyday people have done and i feel like there are everyday people who would like to be with a human being versus just being with this like cookie cutter version of a person who's playing out this role very obviously playing out this role it just feels really it would just feel really tacky to me but the thing is i think that like i think that it's very interesting the way femininity like modern femininity limits passion like it kind of like you know how in the 1950s women were just people that stayed home with the kids and like Mm. that was their personality like they didn't really have personalities yeah like they played like bridge they had the little like (laughs) gatherings and stuff i'm talking white book club book club you know very like like the help ish you know like that's all they did right and i feel like but it's like why would you want to be that like, not that there's anything wrong with being a feminine person, but the femininity movement literally, like, inhibits the pursuit of passions other than, you know, oh, you can garden, you can cook, you can, you know, sew clothes. It's like, no, what if I don't want to do that? Like, does that but, automatically mean I'm a bad woman? <laughs> like, what? But there's also fear. As we said, there's also the fear of, like, the alternative. 
there's yes i'm not going to have a personality yes i'm probably maybe i could never have friends yes maybe i could spend the rest of my life feeding feeling like i can i'm competing against other women but i'm not going to be alone and i'd rather be surrounded by people that don't truly want me for the person that i am versus being alone ladies if you're listening to this please let that man go i'm so sorry like (laughs) it's not worth it if you have to pretend to be this person in like we need to stop seeing marriage or heterosexual women need to stop seeing marriage as the prize like while i understand that it's like kind of daunting to imagine a future where you kind of just go home to an empty house isn't it like worse to kind of have to wake up every day and pretend to be something you're not like i think you can be a feminine person like without necessarily like having feminine passions if that makes sense no i get what you mean i think that the concept of femininity like i think femininity is very inwards i think all that superficial mess is just it's just that superficial mess for the sake of exactly like stupid games stupid prizes i don't think that there's much us. that there's much like to gain from um i mean if that's what if that if that's what makes you feel good about yourself if that's what makes you feel more feminine then go ahead go on ahead wear all those clothing wear those channels if that's what inspires you but if it's not what inspires you and you feel like you're being shamed into those practices let it go you're not going to be happy i promise you just um it's just in general this whole concept of um if we act this way we're gonna get that is not foreign in black communities right we know that we're constantly telling black like people are constantly telling black men if you guys just acted like this maybe people wouldn't treat you like that or if you guys just lowered your voices people maybe the police wouldn't shoot you no 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 you know constantly victim blaming basically this concept of victim blaming or blaming us for our misery because if we don't abide by the feminine aesthetic then it's our fault that the world is treating us as badly as it is because we're not making the conscious effort to make sure that the world sees us as human that the world recognizes our humanity and the fact that we are not deserving of violence we are not deserving of being treated or being abused or being well you know being used the way we've been in the past and i find it very i find it very funny not really oh no it's not funny but (laughs) i feel like down the line you come to realize or i mean i don't really have the experience with it but i feel like down the line a lot of people have come to realize that the feminine aesthetic and the feminine attitudes that you take on without necessarily feeling them although they seem like they serve you at first it seems like it's giving you everything you want at first down the line you could actually realize that it's not actually serving you the way you thought it would and and i'm going to talk more about like west african like values and how a lot of like feminine aesthetic i feel like a lot of feminine aesthetic has taken from those values not west africa specifically but just in general um west african values and feminine um when it comes to the way women should act and feminine aesthetic have a lot in common and i guess that's where i kind of got that observation from i was gonna ask you what's your specific journey with femininity because i said mine but you didn't really get into yours well for one i never considered myself feminine because um for many reasons but one of them being because i took i take on so many roles and i take on a lot of i like i like to control situations mold them in a way that makes them my way and it caused a lot of conflict with the way other people in my life have perceived femininity and the way i've been well not really practicing femininity but the way i've been the way i behave in general like Mm -hmm. i know that there are a couple people in my life who sincerely fear that i will die alone (laughs) no (laughs) yeah but i know that there are a couple people in my life who sincerely fear that i will die alone because of the way that 
I conduct relationships or the way that I perceive the way like just the way that I imagine myself being in a relationship in general or just alone because I really like being alone I like my solitude and I trust in my I trust myself a lot I think all of that has led to me wanting to distance myself from the concept of femininity because it always felt like it was being forced onto me so even when I became familiar with the actual feminine movement despite the fact that um like nothing's being forced down my throat right I'm just like watching the videos it's not like anyone's anyone's beating me up into wearing dresses it still felt it still hit a lot harder to have these people make me feel like I am doomed to being sad and lonely and not and never having the person that I want even though I don't want a high value man never having the person that I want because I don't wear dresses or I don't let I argue with men or I'm trying to compete with men men aren't your equal ta 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 you know like now I'm trying to take on more of um just doing whatever I want I'm trying mm. like I don't want I don't need those labels right now it's not something that I'm entirely comfortable with exploring right now in my self considering the relationship I've always had with it and just being labeled as masculine because I've been labeled as masculine it just feels mm. like it feels like I'm just being told that I am not a good and a good woman mm. that my womanhood is to be questioned due to the fact that I am not acting in the feminine ways that we would expect women to act because like you grow up in the West African kind of community yeah. <laughs> and all the women are acting some type of way like they all seem like carbon copies so you don't act that way and you just feel like you just wonder if you're ever and especially Especially even the men even the men like the young men the young west african men when you go to like french schools you know they all seem to want that too so it's kind of like is this what i'm is this all that's available to me in terms of like relationships and people that are going to accept me or, or the community that i have is this all that i have access to There's yeah a lot of that. like I feel kind of similar to you in that, like, I feel like I was kind of forced into masculinity just because of, like, the type of person I am. Yeah. So because I'm outspoken um, and because I, as you, like, said, like, was involved in a lot of leadership stuff and, you know, I was constantly taking up those roles and that coupled with, like, my physical appearance, I feel like I had no choice mm -hmm. but to fall into masculinity, quote yeah. unquote. because femininity so rejects you exactly so it's like i couldn't really my quote-unquote occupations didn't really give me the room to be feminine right and so that's why it's only like recently that i've kind of started trying to hone in my femininity that sentence made no sense but like <laughs> i've been trying to like work or like not work on it but kind of see to what extents it goes yeah because i used to be one of those people like oh my god like i hate wearing dresses like i hate wearing sandals like i hate doing all those things and i'm like okay well emily do you hate those things or are people just not used to seeing you in those things and mm. so you don't wear them like now i wear a lot more dresses and like i like it like i know like i like to look cute you know like i like to feel not that dresses are the only way to look cute but whatever i like to no, feel like you know like done up and like look nice and all of those things and those are things that i used to not do because i was just like that's weird like people like the emily that people know wouldn't do that exactly so to now do that seems kind of weird and so the femininity movement like a small part of that came from the femininity movement like to see that it was okay to be feminine and was okay to like dresses and it's okay and also that comes from a thing of like 
girls can't do anything without getting shamed for it. Yeah. That's, like, another side note. Like, if a girl likes dresses, you know, she's vapid and she's this, this, this. If a girl likes going to the gym, oh, she's only going for pictures. If she likes Mm. anime, she's doing that. Like, girls can never have... Just want things. Passions or have, you know can never be involved in something without someone critiquing it or without people thinking it's for a specific ulterior motive when in reality it can just be motivated by like self-discovery or self (laughs) exactly like no women don't do that like women don't realize that they're different or that they change you know but i think that's like a small positive in the sea of negative that is (laughs) the femininity community because honestly i just think that good intentions slightly but presented well actually no not all of them have good intentions i think there could be the outcome could be positive if people used their brains um and if it was less if the goal was less shaming women less being of service of of men and yeah, just being more accepting of and various, more like, like, personalities and interests versus just wanting like, to do everything that we think men want us to do. I think that being an outwardly presenting feminine woman should come from, like, introspection and then wanting to do that and not from someone on the internet telling you, hey, you're <laughs> not going to find a man if you don't put on a dress, put on some heels and go to the nearest finance bar. Like, <laughs> no, like, that's not, like... It, that's not where your desire to present a certain way should come from. It should literally come from you wanting to be that way. But femininity channels could have been a good way for young black women to maybe discover that in themselves mm-hmm. um, if they didn't know it was there. Because as we mentioned throughout the episode, like a lot of black women don't even know that femininity is an option to them. Mm-hmm. So those channels could have been a really good like intro or like people discovering something about themselves. But no, it had to turn into you can't wear a bonnet if you're sleeping with a man. Like girl, and policing how I look, policing how I act. Otherwise, I policing your alone. weight because also fat phobia. Oh um, yeah, they hate the fats. They <laughs> hate like it's not really uplifting black women. It's uplifting like an ex- incredibly and not even uplifting. But it's catering to an incredibly small subsection of black women yeah, when it claims like to be marketed towards the entirety of black women. And I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. And at the end of the day, we got to remember if Latina women can be feisty, <laughs> but we're ghetto and loud, maybe we're not the problem. Maybe they just maybe don't like us. Maybe they just don't like black women. Because maybe no they just what don't you like do, us. If you leave something, if you leave this episode with something, leave with this. No matter what you do. No matter what personality you pretend to have. If you are a black woman and they want to find a problem with you, they will find a problem with you. Point blank, period. Like, I have been in spaces where literally all I have done is what has been required of me. And I have been microaggressed. Things have literally been, like, people are going to be people, right? Like, white society was not designed to accept black people, let alone black women. So, you know straightening your hair and wearing dresses and being skinny and like talking in a certain voice with a certain cadence at a certain like that's not gonna change their disdain for black people like precisely like racism is not solved because you're wearing a cute dress ma'am bro like (laughs) (laughs) they think that because they can pull like an engineer that means that automatically you know white society accepts them and the world no longer sees black women as ghetto like i promise you that if all black women started behaving 
or but the thing is white women don't even have to do that because there are many a white woman there's many a white woman who is ghetto who is loud who is unkept mm-hmm. right but that stereotype has never been projected onto white women as a whole right no and no one's saying that bad babies making all white women look bad exactly <laughs> no one's saying that she's making if anything we hear white we hear black women being being talked about in relation to bad baby more than white women somehow exactly so it's like girl they will drag black women anyway anyway they can so let it rest if you want to be feminine be feminine but don't think that it will shield you from the what's it called discrimination the the discrimination you know it will not shield you from men being men it will not shield you from men using you from men being you know rude from men dismissing you because i often hear the thing of like you know there's power and femininity you know like Mm -hmm. femininity the power and femininity is different than the power and masculinity right use your feminine powers to get what you want it's like okay but yeah, you, but like, do you and is you're that still asking is that a man for something? Yeah, there's you that. know, and is it sustainable? Like, is that actually sustainable long term? Like, if let's say you had you got a long term partner and you get him because you used your little femme fatale, you know, you use your little <laughs> feminine powers and you entranced him. Okay, how long are you gonna stay in? How long is he gonna stay entranced? And does that mean you're never gonna let your guard down? Does exactly. that mean you're gonna be looking done up every day of the week? you know that just seems incredibly consuming like Mm-mm. it reminds me of like just like the women from the 50s thing where like their entire thing was just like catering to their husbands and they were being brought up to cater to their husbands and they're enti- like why would you want to spend your entire life learning how to cater to someone else and how to attract so like girl if you want to be feminine be feminine but don't have men at the center of that yeah Okay, I think we're going to end it here because now we're going around in circles. So that's it for today, guys. We had a whole lot of fun recording this episode, so we hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Make sure to follow us on all our social media, blackgirlstalk.pod on Instagram and TikTok and blackgirlstalk underscore on Twitter, blackgirlstalk on YouTube. So make sure to follow, like, share, comment, do all of that, and we'll see you guys next time.